Hi, everyone, and welcome to the brand new Gaudi Mitzbez 22 podcast. My name uh, is Dr. Larry Chapp, and I am the creator and the host of this podcast. I'm a retired professor of theology. I taught theology for 20 years at DeSales University, which is near Allentown, Pennsylvania. I am also the co-owner and manager of the Dorothy Day Catholic Worker Farm, which is northwest of Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. Uh, I co-own and manage that farm with my wife, Dr. Carmina Magnuson-Chap, who is also a theologian, and our dear friend, Father John Gribowich, a priest of the Diocese of Brooklyn. So I'm both a theologian and a Catholic worker, which I think gives me somewhat of a unique perspective on the crisis in the modern church. The, 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 the podcast is called Gaudium at Spes 22, because I have now had for about almost three years a blog of that same name, GaudiumAtSpez22.com. Many of you who are listening to this are probably already followers of my blog. And this podcast is evolving out of the YouTube un- interviews I did on that blog. And many of the viewers of my YouTube videos have been clamoring after me to turn it all into audio files and to put it up in podcast format. So here I am using Podbean and getting it up to Apple and Google and Spotify and all these things. And so I am uh, acceding to their request to, in fact, uh, put my big toe into the podcasting format. And you will notice, therefore, that a lot of the very first episodes of this podcast are actually going to be uh, the audio files from many of my YouTube interviews that I have done over the past couple of years. And there are many, many of them. So you're going to have to put up with the fact that in some of those uh, interviews, it's sort of very clear that uh, they're meant to be viewed rather than heard. Uh, but nevertheless, 98% of it is still mostly verbal or completely verbal. And so it will make sense even in a podcasting format. Going forward, I will then have uh, podcasts that were done specifically with, with audio in mind. 98%, once again, of my podcasts are going to be involved in interviews with other people. But every once in a while, I will come on here and just opine and bloviate on my own for 10 or 15 minutes on some topic that is of interest to me. Now, Gaudium et Spes 22, what is that? Gaudium et Spes is the Latin title of a document of the Second Vatican Council. It was one of the last documents ever put out by the council in 1965. It's often, the, the document's often translated as the pastoral constitution on the church in the modern world. It literally means joy and hope, Gaudium et Spes, joy and hope. And it was the council's attempt to, in a sense, address the modern world with the joy and the hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The 22 part of Gaudium et Spes 22 refers to section 22 of that document, uh, section 22 of which Bishop Karavoitiwa, later Pope John Paul, was uh, very instrumental in helping to forge. And the opening line of GS 22, as I like to call it, uh, the opening line says, it's only in the mystery of the word made flesh, the word incarnate, if you will, that the mystery of man makes sense. Uh, And so what the council is saying there in that document is that in order to properly address the crisis of modernity, we have to address the crisis in the definition of what it means to be a human being, to fight the materialism and the reductionism and the 
technologism of, of our definition of what it means to be a human and to restore a properly spiritual understanding of what it means to be a human being, that we are spiritually incarnate beings, but spiritual beings destined for uh, eternity with God and Christ Christ is the means by which we will share that eternity. Our humanity only makes sense in the light of Christ. So in some ways, what the council was adopting was and developing was a kind of theological anthropology, as we like to say it, a theory of what it means to be human and to develop a Christian humanistic response to the modern world uh, out of that Christological definition of what it means to be a human. Uh, this is very central to the project of John Paul. It was also central to the project of Pope Benedict, Joseph Ratzinger, as well as a host of other theologians, Guar uh, Romano Guardini, Louis Bouillet, Jean-Daniel Lu, um, Henry de Lubach, Joseph Ratzinger, Hans Urs von Balthasar. I could go on and on and on. That school of theology was known as resource mont theology, which is a French word that means back to the sources. And uh, what it meant was we're not going to stick slavishly with just repeating what Thomas Aquinas had to say. As great and wonderful as Aquinas was, you know, in his theology, we will continue to pay attention to that. But Aquinas has to be embedded in the broader tradition of the Church Fathers, the Scriptures, other thinkers like Bonaventure that Ratzinger was very, very interested in. And so that is my theological pedigree. I did my doctorate on Hans Urs von Balthasar and finished it in 1994 at Fordham University in New York City. I am a communio theologian, and I make no apologies for that. And because I think that communio theology won the day at the Second Vatican Council in its texts and its documents, and because I'm convinced that the council was then co-opted by progressives, and now increasingly rejected by the radical traditionalists, I am firmly convinced that the only way forward, the only path forward theologically is the path of communio theology, resource month theology. And therefore, this podcast, as well as my blog, is devoted to that. It's devoted to a defense of the Second Vatican Council with some criticisms of the council. It's devoted to a defense of the council in the light of communio theology. And to that end, I love to interview other leading uh, theological thinkers in the communio field. I'm not a leading <laughs> theological thinker, but I am a theologian, and I at least know enough theology to know what questions to ask. And I am widely, re I, I read widely, and so I, I try to read whatever my guests have written before they come on. So uh, many of my interviews, I hope that you will find uh, very, very interesting. I also try to be self-deprecating and humorous as we go along. I, I think that uh, if something is really boring, it can't possibly be true. <laughs> That's a quote from the late, great David L. Schindler, who once said to me after a very boring lecture that we had both listened to, nothing this boring can be true. And so I take that also to apply to my blog and to these podcasts. All right. I don't want to make this introduction too long. Uh, that's sort of the gist of it. I just wanted to give a brief introduction to what this is about. It's about uh, pushing a kind of theology, resourcement, communio theology, as the answer to the current impasse that we find in the church today and the various polarizations between progressives, radical traditionalists. I'm also critical of the neoconservatives. It's hard to categorize me. People have tried to categorize me. I'm not a conservative. I'm not a traditionalist. In the, in the sense of a radical traditionalist, I'm not a progressive. I am 
a communio theologian and, and, and a Catholic worker. And I think those categories transcend easy categorization, simple categorization and reduction. Anyway, I hope you enjoy the podcast. And uh, I hope that you uh, I hope that you find it very enlightening and helpful. And now that it's in podcast format, perhaps people can stop complaining and sending me emails. When are you doing your podcast? Well, OK, here it is. All right. So thank you very much and enjoy. Uh, enjoy the interviews. Thank you.